Hello from beautiful Smithville, Ohio. My name is Todd Martin and I'm the pastor at Smithville Mennonite Church and I am amazed that God has arranged this time for us to be together. You are part of a divine appointment where I believe God will use me to speak to you a word that you need to hear. So before we get into that, let me pray. Kind Heavenly Father, help us to hear everything you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, we've been in a series of messages that I hope will make us more mission-minded. Well, what is the mission? It's found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And we've been reciting that as our Bible memory benediction every Sunday at Smithville Mennonite. But today, I'd like us to consider four other scriptures where Jesus gives us similar commissions. In fact, I would say these texts taken all together help us see why his disciples were then and are now deployed all over the world to save people. Now this is where we can see what I would call the great go mission. Jesus on five separate occasions explicitly told his disciples to go into the world, the whole world, and do what I've done and shown you what to do. Now, by the end of this sermon, I hope you have no doubt Jesus has sent everyone who believes in him into the world to save people. Now, this is your point to ponder or your sermon in a sentence, whichever you want to call it. But if you want to write this down, this is what we're going to be working on for the next few minutes. Your point to ponder is this. Jesus told his first disciples to go into the whole world with the good news. They did, and we should too. Again, your sermon in a sentence, Jesus told his first disciples to go into the whole world with the good news. They did, and we should too. Now I'd like you to open your Bibles to the first text we're going to look at, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Now, we're going to do a lot of jumping around, so I kind of call this a kangaroo sermon. There's going to be five different texts we're going to move to, but they're going to be right in order in your Bible. It's just going to jump from Matthew to Mark to Luke to John to Acts. So if you're in your Bibles now, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, that's where you need to be. But don't worry, if you just want to sit back, relax, and uh, listen, I will be reading all these texts as well. Now, if you do need a Bible, stick around till the end, and I'll tell you how to get one. Let's begin with Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now in verses 19 and 20, what I hope you get from those two verses is the call is clear. Go and make disciples. 
disciples. Again, the call is clear. Go and make disciples. Then I'm just going to ask you to consider a question. How are you doing this? How are you doing this? Going and making disciples. Now this is the the Great Commission, the one everybody knows. It lays out the mission in a clear and concise way. We are to go where? Look at verse 19. To all nations. This is a call to spread the good news everywhere. Jesus' kingdom transcends all cultures, languages, and time. We are to go, and so the church has gone on making disciples. The enduring symbol for 2,000 years has been baptism, the symbolic washing away of sins, filling with the Spirit and with immersion, the burial of the old sinful person, the resurrection of the new. Baptism remains a celebration of new life in Christ. The church is charged then with teaching and obeying all that Jesus commanded. This happens in pulpits every Sunday, in churches, in Sunday school classes, in small groups, and everywhere believers meet around the Bible and invite the Holy Spirit to help them. And the very presence of Jesus will be with us. It's a global promise that has endured, and it will endure until he comes back for us. But my question is, has the call been heard? How are you doing this? Are we still going to all nations? I've heard it said that you're called to one of two things when it comes to global missions, to go or to send. Which have you been called to do? I'd like you to think about that as we look at our next great go mission text. Now remember, we just I just read you what's known as the great co-mission, but there are four other places I want us to look at this morning. And the next one is Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to the next gospel, right next door to Matthew is Mark, and get over to chapter 16. And I'm going to read verses 15 and 16. Here we go. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now from those two verses, what I hope you get is eternity is severe. People are saved or condemned. Now, this is a heavy point, but I'd like you to write it down if you want to. Eternity is severe. People are saved or condemned. Then I would just ask, do you believe this? Do you believe that people are saved or condemned in eternity? I'd like you to look really hard at verse 15 in your Bible. Again, we hear the call to go where? Into all the world. And do what? Preach good news to all creation. But then this great go mission gives us the why. That's why I like this one as well. The truth is this. Believers will be saved. Unbelievers will be condemned. Another way to say condemned 
when I did a little bit of research on what that word means in the Greek, it is to be turned over to eternal misery. Now, if you were at Smithville Mennonite last Sunday, you would have seen a picture of desolation up on the screen. It's a picture from Ukraine and and the war. And it's just, it was a gray picture uh, full of wreckage and one lone lady walking through the wreckage. So I'd like us to just stop here and ask you, have you seen the misery that's in Ukraine right now? Imagine that forever. Why do we need to go into the world? Because the love of Jesus compels us to reach those who will be condemned without believing in him. Friends, the situation is in Ukraine is terrible, but it's not forever. When we talk about eternity and we talk about people being condemned, it will be misery forever. Friends, there is an estimated 7.75 billion people in the world today. 3.23 billion, it is estimated, have never even heard of Jesus. Are we okay with that? The answer simply must be no. This is why we support our missionaries. We support missionaries to Mongolia, and Mongolia is considered an unreached people group. That is, uh, any place that there's less than 2% of the population that's actually Christian. Let me say here and now, I am so proud of the support my church gives to all of our missionaries. And there have been folks at my church who have helped for years to send people and support people. But you need to know, and and now you're listening, you might not even be a part of our church, uh, we need more supporters for our missionaries. Maybe God's calling you to be a sender. If so, I wish you'd reach out to me, and I would love to tell you about our mission opportunities. But maybe you are actually the one who needs to go. You feel a tug on your heart to reach people with the good news of Jesus, maybe in another country, maybe to one of those unreached people groups. Oh goodness, if that's you, would you pray and pursue this calling? The world needs people not only to send, but to be sent. And friend, God might be tapping you on the shoulder right now to say, I'm going to send you. Well, let's keep reading in our Bibles. This is Go Mission number three, and I'm going to have you uh, jump over to Luke chapter 24. We were in Mark. Now you need to go to the next book of your Bible, Luke chapter 24, and you're going to land at the very end end of that book, practically, in verse 46 through 48. Again, Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 48. I'm going to begin reading. He told them, this is what is written, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. 
And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Again, that was from Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 48. And what I hope you get is the highlight in that in those verses that there are universal needs. And what are those universal needs? What does everybody need? Freedom and forgiveness. The universal needs that are highlighted in those verses are freedom and forgiveness. And then I would just ask you uh, this question. Who do you know that has those needs? Who do you know that needs freedom and forgiveness? The clarity in which Jesus lays out the mission is beautiful. Jesus suffered and died and rose again so we can be forgiven and free. Now you say, Todd, I don't see the word free in there. Repentance is a word for freedom. When you repent, you move away from your sin, the sin that tangles you, the sin that binds you. When you repent, that means you are turning around and running away from your sin. Friends, that's a picture of freedom. So I almost like to use the word freedom instead of repentance. Now, this is all good news. And all the nations need to hear it. But now just look at verse 48 and let it sink in. I'm going to read that again. Verse 48. You are witnesses of these things. You are witnesses of these things. Friend, if you are a witness, it means you've seen something. You know something is true and you can testify to it. Has Jesus done something in your life? Has he healed you, freed you, saved you from hell in this world and the next? If so, you are a witness. You simply must tell someone about it. You must share your testimony. The world needs to know the good news, but only a witness of the truth can share the truth. But... What if that's not you? What if you're actually sitting here listening to this whole message and you are feeling more and more uncomfortable? You think to yourself, I don't want to be in eternal misery. I want forgiveness and freedom. I need all this stuff that he's talking about, but I don't have it. Friend, you need to know our mission starts right here, right now. Did you know that there are 350 people groups in the United States that are considered unreached. Maybe you're one of them. This is part of the reason we've been on the radio for almost two years, because we believe radio can reach the unreached. Now, if you are feeling rather lost and you want to be found, if you are tired of being lost, if you want to escape hell here and in eternity, you can begin a relationship with Jesus right now. So I know I'm kind of in the middle of the message, but I want to pray for you right now. Oh Lord, if there's someone listening right now that doesn't know you, that doesn't have 
eternal security, that doesn't know the forgiveness and freedom that only you, Lord Jesus, can offer. I pray that you would reach out to them, that you would touch them. And as we continue this message, that you would draw them to you. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go mission number four of five. You need to move in your Bible over to the Gospel of John chapter 20. I'm just going to read one verse from John chapter 20, verse 21. John chapter 20, verse 21. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Um, Let me read that again since it was so quick. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, what I hope you get from that little verse is the gift that goes with you is peace. The gift that goes with you is peace. Then I ask, do you have this gift? Do you have the gift of peace today? And if you don't, I will ask, why not? Now, I'm going to get a little bit deep with you, but stick with me here. Do you have an uneasiness about you? Do you feel as though you are on the wrong track? Do you feel as if you have missed your calling? And do you wonder, where is my peace? Why don't I have peace? Now, straight up, we just we just dealt with this a little bit. If you don't know Jesus, it's easy to see why you don't have peace because you don't know the Prince of Peace. And you need to take care of that. But what if you do know Jesus? What if you have committed your G- to Jesus and you still don't have peace? Now, this by no means is the answer for everyone, but it is the answer for someone who's listening. You need to be sent. Jesus needs you somewhere else, and he's not going to give you peace until you go. Oh, friend, let me just pray a very simple prayer for you right now. Lord, someone out there doesn't have peace. And so I just pray that in this uh, brief moment, they would just pray a simple prayer with me. Oh, Lord. Where do you want us to go? Show us, Lord. Whisper it in our ear. Give us an idea where you want us to go so that we can find your peace. Again, I would ask you to just pray this right now in your heart, sincerely asking God, Oh Lord, where do you want me to go? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, what did he tell you? Did he tell you where to go? If he didn't, it means you need to stay here and continue to discern your destiny, to mature and develop your gifts till he tells you where to go. But friend, you need to know that just moving towards your destiny will give you peace. And I pray you would pursue it today. 
Now I need to get to the fifth Go Mission text. Again, you're just going to roll over to the next book in your Bible. It's Acts. And we're in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So it should just be a quick hop over there. And then I'll let you go. I'm in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let's get to it. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In verses 1 through 8, I hope you know the greatest power on earth is the Holy Spirit. The greatest power on earth is the Holy Spirit. Then I would ask, are you connected? Are you connected to the Holy Spirit? Now, I know today many believe the greatest power on earth is Putin's nuclear weapons. People tremble at the thought of those beastly bombs, but they are nothing to the Holy Spirit. I hope we are praying that the Holy Spirit would come upon those who would launch nuclear weapons and make them stop. I hope we are praying for Vladimir Putin himself, that the Holy Spirit would come on him and reveal the madness and evil he has started and that he would repent. Friends, if you have any hope that this gruesome, ghastly war will end, it's not going to be because of NATO or the Ukrainian resistance. Our hope must first and foremost be that God would transform Form people through the power of his Holy Spirit into his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Oh, friends, that's my hope. Is that your hope? You know, I've heard of prayer movements in Ukraine and in Russia that the churches there are in one accord praying for peace. We must join them. Right now, there are Christians serving loving, and seeking God's peace in the war zone. People are being sent or led to remain as witnesses, and we must pray for them, maybe even join them. It's only the power of the Holy Spirit that people can be changed for good. Friend, are you connected to that power? Let's review, then I'm going to let you go. Jesus told his first disciples to go into the whole world with the good news. They did, and we should too. Why? Because five times he gave us go missions. The mission is clear. Go and make disciples to all nations. How are we doing at that? 7.75 billion people on this planet, 2.23 have never heard of Jesus. Unless they hear about him, they will be condemned, left in eternal misery. The mission is clear. Preach the good news, and all who believe will be saved. Do we believe that? But we tell the world, not just so you know where you go after you die, but how you live fully and free right now. Only through Jesus do we receive forgiveness and freedom from sin that he has to offer. Who do you know that needs that? Jesus is the only one who can offer it to the world, and we are his witnesses. We are his ambassadors. Will you tell someone? Can we pray that all may know him? 
Now, in light of the forgiveness and freedom we have in Jesus, we can have peace, but he also may give us restlessness if we are called to be somewhere that we are not. Going where he sends us or even moving in that direction can give us complete peace. Do you have that peace? Are you where God wants you to be to accomplish his mission? And lastly, it's time to unleash the greatest power on earth. The power that can change people's hearts and minds. A power that can come upon the worst and make them a witness for God. Oh friend, ditch your hope in worldly powers to keep us safe. Let's get connected to the Holy Spirit and see him move in mighty ways. This is also our mission. God, help us to be faithful even today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, again, I thank you so much for this time that we could spend together. I pray that those you're calling to the mission field would go. I pray that those who are called to send people to the mission field would be faithful in their sending and supporting. Lord, you've given us a great go mission. Help us to be faithful in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening. I want you to know that if you have any needs, our church Smithville Mennonite would like to help meet those needs in any way we can. Just reach out to me, Todd Martin, through our website or just call the office at 330-669- 3601 and let us know your need. Now, I'd like to leave you with a song from Rebecca Martin's new album called Surrender. The song is called Fly, and it's a powerful song that reflects on releasing people to the destiny God has for them. And because Rebecca Martin just happens to be my wife, you might even notice a familiar voice in the background vocals. If you'd like to hear it again, just go to RebeccaMartinMusic.com. Be blessed as you listen. Time you've given to us.
Fly far, I fly for God's glory. 